opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You have tuned in to the Mark Harrington Show, sponsored by Created Equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders to take on the culture of death and win. You don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. It does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. So what does impeachment have to do with Roe versus Wade? That's the question we're going to answer here on the Mark Harrington Show with your radio activist, Mark Harrington coming to you from the Created Equal Studios here in Columbus, Ohio. The entire country is once again immersed in the so-called scandal of uh, supposedly involving Donald Trump and this call to the Ukrainian president. You know, it wasn't enough that we went through three years of the so-called Russia collusion scandal now it's we've got the ukrainian scandal and not many people are talking about this but why would the democrats bring about impeachment or the inquiry on impeachment right in the middle of a presidential election and we were almost one year away to the november elections of 2020 Uh, It's unprecedented that the opposition party would try to impeach a president in an election year. Now, we're not in 2020. I get it. But we are in the election cycle for the president in 2020. Why would the Democrats do this? People are wondering and they're scratching their heads. And I think there's a couple of reasons. First of all, the Democrats don't think they can beat Donald Trump. I think that's pretty clear. If you look at the field of the Democrats right now, the front runner being Joe Biden, you've got Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. Those are the top three. You look at any one of those three. None of them, I don't believe, can beat Donald Trump. And I think the Democrats are smart enough to figure that out. And so they think the only shot they got is to take this guy down now. That's number one and eliminate him as a candidate before the 2020 election. So I think that's number one. But I think number two, the urgency that the Democrats are showing and bringing up impeachment right now and the way that they rushed to the podium the other day, even though they had not even seen the uh, report from the so-called CIA whistleblower, is that they know what we all know And that is there's going to be a vacancy on the U.S. Supreme Court next summer. This is all about Roe versus Wade, folks. Uh, It is. The sacred cow of Roe v. Wade. It's a sacrament for Democrats and liberals. It's all about that. They know if Donald Trump gets to put another justice on the U.S. Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade is hanging by a thread, if not going down. And they don't want him to get another opportunity. So if they can take this guy out or at least degrade him to the point that he won't be able to get a a, a justice on the Supreme Court before the elections of 2020, they can hang on to uh, Roe versus Wade. Now, if he does get reelected, I think all bets are off. I think Roe v. Wade and at least he's going to get a couple of more 
justices on the Supreme Court. And then then really they're in trouble because, as I've said before on this program, and I'll say it again, I don't think uh, a a simple majority of five, four is enough to bring down Roe versus Wade. I think the justices, starting with Justice uh, Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts, are looking for a super majority to bring down a 45 year old, 46 year old precedent. So I think they're looking for more than just the five, four uh, calculus. But all that's to say, Roe v. Wade hangs in the balance. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's health is 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 getting worse. And I think even though she says she's going to stay on, I don't think she'll uh, be uh, next be around next year. I think she'll resign this summer, which leaves an opening for the court. So this is all about Roe versus Wade. If they can take down Donald Trump, then they can hold on to Roe versus Wade, at least push the uh, nominating process for the open seat that will likely become this summer open up into uh, the next presidential term. So for me, it's all about Roe v. Wade. It's all about Roe v. Wade. This impeachment stuff is all about eliminating Donald Trump before the 2020 elections because they know that he will win. So with that in mind, I want to do, I I never got an opportunity to address this uh, story coming out of Indiana with Uralik Klopfer, this abortion killer who stored dead babies in his house. And last week, you know, about two weeks ago, the story broke. And I didn't get to address it last week because we had to talk about the lawsuit against the city of Detroit for infringing upon our rights at the uh, presidential debates there in Detroit in in July. So I didn't get to address it, but I, I wanted to take some time to do that today. Uh, This is an ongoing story. There's a whole lot to it. And if you haven't been paying attention, if you if you don't watch the news, you're not a political junkie like myself, you may have missed it altogether. And the reason for that is that the fake news media has paid little to no attention to this this uh, situation. But what happened earlier this month, earlier this month, police discovered twenty two hundred and forty six medically preserved remains of aborted babies in abortionist Yorlick Klopfer's home in Illinois, Crete, Illinois. And his thing is, his family found the remains after he died on September 3rd. So he died. His family was going through the house, which is very often the case, right? The family goes in and begins to deal with the belongings in the home and that kind of thing. And they found, they discovered 2,200 babies that were stored in the guy's home. Now, this made news. And what I want to do is talk about this, because why did it make news? Let's first deal with that. Why would this make news where routinely, day in, day out, abortionists are killing babies all across America by the thousands? About 2,500 babies are killed every single day, and that's not news. That's not news. And we've had 50 million children killed since Roe versus Wade, and that's not news. We have the Democrats supporting abortion up to the time of birth, and that's not news. But this is news. It is news as far as some people is concerned. It wasn't national news. You think about this. 2,246 babies are stored in this guy's house. 
And few people are calling him what he deserves to be called. This man's a serial killer. In fact, all abortionists are serial killers. But this guy fits the bill even better than most. And here's why. This is why Ehrlich Klopfer should be considered a serial killer. And that's because serial killers often keep trophies of their victims. If you look back into history, uh, you know, notorious serial killers often keep trophies. In other words, they keep the bodies of their victims often in their homes. Sometimes they bury them in their basements or put them in their backyard or whatever like that. They keep trophies and they do it because they want to relive the crime. They want to relive it and allows them to keep something personal from each victim. Uh, and so it is with Ehrlich Klopfer. Uh, Jeremy Boring, who writes for the Daily Wire, he's a blogger, wrote this. And, and we made a blog about this. We sent it out on our social media sites. And he said this, serial killers keep trophies. Doctors do not. Isn't that true? Your Klopfer is not a doctor. He's not a medical doctor. Uh, he's not a physician, not an OBGYN. He's a ser serial killer. Whether he keeps dead babies in his house or not doesn't qualify him necessarily as a serial killer. But serial killers keep their trophies. Let's look at a couple of those. Probably the most notorious serial killer in, in American history is Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. And a lot of people like to go to Jeffrey Dahmer when they talk about serial killers because he probably was the most egregious of all of them. Although, you know, murdering people the way that serial killers did is or do is, is egregious in and of itself. But Jeffrey Dahmer took the lives of 17 males between 1978 and 1991. And over the course of more than 13 years, uh, Dahmer sought out for, to find men, and he often kept their skulls and their private parts in his house as souvenirs. He also took photos of them at various stages during the murder process. Uh, and this is so he could recollect, go back and look at the photos and remember each one of those experiences that he had. Jeffrey Dahmer was a serial killer who kept trophies of his victims. This is no different than than Ehrlich Klopfer, other than what Ehrlich Klopfer does is he uh, what he does is considered legal. That's the only difference. He's still keeping the babies in his house like uh, or he's keeping the bodies in his house, just like Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, John Wayne Gacy, another another serial killer, notorious serial killer from Chicago. In December of 1978, police uncovered the first of 29 bodies that were buried on his property in Chicago. Twenty six of those were found in his crawl space and uh, the others were found outside his home. John Wayne Gacy was a serial killer who kept trophies in his house. This is no different than Ehrlich Klopfer. 
Uh, and and it, it's interesting that, you know, this somehow rises to the level of news to some. But like I said before, uh, killing babies routinely doesn't. Now, what I want to do is I'm going to play a clip here. This is by a doctor in uh, that knew Yerlich Klopfer who came out and explained he actually worked with him or for him at one point. Uh, he, he explains the the behavior of Yerlich Klopfer and why he really does fit the bill of a serial killer killer. So go ahead. Go ahead and play that clip. With CBS2 exclusive on the abortion doctor who hid thousands of fetal remains in his garage. For the first time, we're hearing from a doctor who worked with Dr. Ulrich Klopfer in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and helped treat some of his patients. He sat down only with CBS2's Chris Tai and compared Klopfer to Hannibal Lecter. Thursdays were Fort Wayne days for Dr. Ulrich Klopfer, who had clinics around the state of Indiana. One physician who served as a backup physician at this facility says it was chock full of botched cases and behaviors that he described as pathological and deceptive. How did this news hit your ear differently than it hit our ear? It was shocking to me. Taking some tissue, and in this case, fetal tissue Tissue. home and saving them, was Babies, just a, 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 something never should be done. I've never heard anybody doing that before. Do we read anything into that? The fact that he didn't just bring them home, he kept them and bagged them, put them in formaldehyde, boxed them. So here's a guy who's who's not trying to do the proper technique on a basic procedure, but yet proper. can save proper fetal killing tissue technique. in a very methodical, scientific tracking way would you classify these as trophies especially with the documentation and the in the put him in formaldehyde and put him in a box absolutely some trophy aspect the way he saved him is like it's something he wanted to preserve as a trophy or as a memory for some reason he left him in his garage not in an unmarked storage shed that he could have paid cash for under a different name i think he i think that there's a sign that he wants more to be discovered and with Klopp for dead, uh, no one likely will serve any time or be charged criminally with any of this, this behavior. Convenient. We spoke with local Right to Life groups here in Fort Wayne. They say just within the last week, eight women have reached out to see if it was their fetal remains inside that garage in Will County. In Fort Wayne, Chris Ty. C- well, you know, this story had just has so many layers to it. First of all, Dr. Cly talking about him being uh, pathological. Uh, every abortionist is pathological. They're murdering babies. They know they are. He called it tissue. You know what tissue is? Tissue is something you blow your nose into. Uh, it's not a dead baby. Uh, that's not tissue. Uh, and then he talked about botched procedures. Every abortion is a botched procedure. You know why? Because it kills a baby. <laughs> you know, a successful abortion murders a baby it dismembers and decapitates a child uh that's botched that's botched uh so here's a couple things and i just want to kind of summarize this for us keep in mind we have killers among us serial killers among us like dahmer jeffrey dahmer john wayne gacy uh and so forth down the line the only difference is they're not getting caught. Uh, they're not, you know, known per se. Uh, you could be standing in line at the shopping center, say at Walmart to check out, and the guy behind you could be a serial killer. 
It could be a Yurlik Klopfer, a killer among us. They live among us, folks. And they do this routinely day in, day out. The only difference is Yurlik Klopfer kept them in, kept the babies in his house. And some, some reason that's more sickening and grotesque and disgraceful than just killing them themselves. You know, most and almost all abortion clinics dispose of the babies by using medical waste companies like Stericycle. How is that better? So we're hauling them off to be incinerated, burned up like common garbage, and that is somehow better than storing them in your house? Uh, I don't think so. In fact, this is the reason why years ago we launched Project Week Link. And Project Week Link is to draw attention, to focus on the disposing of aborted babies. Just like there are killers among us who routinely murder babies, like serial killers, and some of them actually store them in their homes, like Yurlik Klopper, there are companies that show up at these killing centers to dispose of the babies by burning them up like common garbage. Stericycle is one of the most foremost of them. And there are dozens around the country that routinely show up at these abortion mills and uh, dispose of the fetal remains by, kill, by, by incinerating them. Project Weak Link, the purpose, purpose of that is to shed light on these companies and bring pressure upon them to cease doing that, to cease being complicit in the killing of unborn babies. And that's why we launched Project Weak Link. And we have had several medical waste companies pull their support, sever their contracts with abortion centers. And our hope is that enough of those would do it, then abortionists would not be able to dispose of the babies uh, using these medical waste companies. They would have to do what Ulick Klopfer did, and that is store them in their home. And you might say, well, why is that better? It's not better. But Eula Klopfer got exposed for it, and so would these uh, individuals if they did not have these medical waste companies under the cover of something that looks legitimate, dispose of their babies in a supposedly humane way. Now, Indiana recently passed a humane disposal law that went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court and was found constitutional. I've talked about this. I'm wondering, I mean, I kept saying, what, what is unconstitutional about that? But the U.S. Supreme Court said it's constitutional, went into effect, apparently. And so what it does is it requires abortion clinics, abortion centers, abortion mills, and abortionists to humanely dispose of the babies by uh, cremation or interment, by being buried or cremated through a funeral home. You might wonder, well, how is that a, a uh, advance? Well, first of all, it puts another obstacle in the way. It makes it more difficult for uh, abortionists to kill babies because now they have to find a funeral home that will uh, cremate or intern the babies. And it treats them as human beings. See, here's the thing. We all know what we're doing, don't we? By now, in 2019, 46 years after Roe versus Wade, I think America knows we're killing children. They just think it's okay. <laughs> you know, we pass these fetal remains, humane fetal disposal laws, because everybody knows what we're doing. 
Uh, I understand, you know, that the purpose of these is to treat them humanely. They are human beings. They deserve a humane burial. That's true. But most of these uh, companies are going to have difficulty complying with this regulation. Well, here we go. So we have Eula Klopfer. We have Jeffrey Dahmer. We had John Wayne Gacy, all serial killers who liked to keep the bodies of their victims in their homes. There's no difference between them. And uh, one of the presidential candidates, Pete Buttigieg from South Bend, he's the mayor of South Bend, who defended Jurlik Klopfer uh, before all this came out, was forced, believe it or not, to answer to this issue. Uh, he was asked by a reporter about this, the, the discovery of these babies in Yurla Klopfer's home, and he was asked about it. Remember now, this is the same Pete Buttigieg that said life begins at birth, and he he said the Bible teaches that. I'm not, I don't have enough time to get into that, but we understand, we know that life doesn't begin at birth, it begins at conception. The Bible's clear about that. Obviously, Pete Buttigieg is confused about the science of embryology, although he knows that climate change is caused by humans. Get that. He's a scientist when it comes to climate change, but not when it comes to human life. But anyway, he was asked about Yurlik Klopfer, and I wanted to play that clip because I think it's very informative to, as to where we stand on the debate over abortion. Go ahead and play that clip. Like everyone, uh, I find that news out of like Illinois extremely disturbing, and uh, I think it's important that that be fully investigated. I also hope that it doesn't get caught up in politics at the time uh, yeah. when women need access to health care. There's no question that what happened is disturbing, it's unacceptable, and it needs to be looked Oh, there we go. Isn't, isn't, this, isn't this pretty? He said, like everyone... I find the news out of Illinois extremely disturbing. And he says it should fully be uh, be fully uh, investigated. But he doesn't want it to get in the way of the politics of abortion because we can't have that happen. We can't have that happen because we got to be able to kill babies all the time, even up to birth. We don't want the fact that this abortionist I was killing babies and storing them in his home as trophies to get in the way of a so-called woman's right to choose. He said it was disturbing that Erla Klopfer was doing this, and it's unacceptable. Now, the truth of the matter is, Pete Buttigieg doesn't think this is disturbing. Really? He doesn't think it's unacceptable. Not a bit. He may say he wants it fully investigated, but he really doesn't because he's for abortion on demand all the way up to the time of birth, and he doesn't want anything to get in the way of a so-called woman's right to choose. That's what this is all about. Uh, he's being disingenuous at best, and he's lying at worst. Pete Buttigieg allowed Ehrlich Klopfer in South Bend to kill babies, and some of those babies... I'm sure, made it into this guy's home as a trophy. This guy's running for president, folks. Uh, this guy is running for president. You know, if if abortion is women's health care, as Pete Buttigieg says, 
and we don't want the the serial killer Ehrlich Klopfer's behavior to get in the way of a women's access to health care, then why is the discovery of these babies in Ehrlich Klopfer's home so disturbing? Why is that? I mean, if if it's health care, and we when we when I think of health care, I think about going to the doctor to get a checkup, right? Uh, heart health, uh, other types of health, right? That kind of thing. Real health. If it's health care, if it's women's health care, if it's reproductive health care, then why is the discovery so disturbing? See, we all know what's going on. Even Pete Buttigieg, he knows exactly what's going on. And the only difference between Ehrlich Klopfer and what takes place thousand times each day in America is that he didn't use a medical waste company. He just kept them in his home. And that's the difference. Folks, if you want to find out more, go to projectweeklink.com. And also this week, Saturday morning, I will be speaking at uh, the Protect Life Michigan Conference uh, in Lansing. So if you're in the state of Michigan, feel free to join us. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808, 614-269-7808, or go online to createdequal.net, createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.